Miami's offseason is in full swing with the start of free agency just days away and a potential deal for Damian Lillard seemingly on hold. To help you get ready for what happens next, we're joined by Sean Devendi to talk about Lillard, Kyle Lowry, and what the Heat will do with Gabe Vincent and Max Struess. All that and more on today's edition of Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, welcome to Lockdown Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg, here as always with David Ramil. However you're tuning in on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app, thanks so much for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Every day. Joining us today is Sean Devaney, NBA insider for Heavy.com, who's going to help us talk about Kyle Lowry's future, league-wide interest in Max Struess and Gabe Vincent in a minute. But I want to start where we always do these days, with Damian Lillard. Uh, latest updates, Joe Cronin, GM of the Blazers, released a statement that the Blazers remain committed to building a contender around Damian Lillard. The latest reporting is that Lillard is going to give them some time to see what they could do in free agency. Sean, thanks so much for joining us. What, if anything, can the Blazers do to keep Dame in Portland? You know, it's it's going to be tough because if they could have done it, they probably would have done it already. You know, when, when you look at what they were trying to do around the draft uh, with Anthony Simons and the number three pick with uh, uh, with Scoot. Um, if you weren't able to get a deal done then for a veteran who was going to put you over the top, uh, then you're probably not going to get anything done now. Um, and so the question becomes, what's going to be enough? You know, what does Damian Lillard see as the threshold of, okay, now, now we're good enough for me to go back to Portland and play rather than ask for uh, a trade. And, and you know, from what I understand, you know, there's, there's been sort of this uh, talk going on in the background that maybe the Blazers aren't that serious about really getting better right now, that, that they're going to do things to, uh, to keep themselves uh, uh, competitive, but, uh, but, but, but they're not looking necessarily uh, Joe Cronin would be happy to go ahead and, and begin a rebuild. That, that that's probably what's best for the franchise. Uh, they know that uh, they, they want to do right by Damian Lillard and they're trying to do that. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, they can look at the writing on the wall and see, you know, it's, it's, it's time to get this uh, uh, to get this thing rebooted. Uh, and that probably is going to have to start. Not probably is definitely going to have to start with the trade of Damian Lillard eventually. So you're not really reading too much into the statement. Cause when I look at it, I just see it as, the general manager of the team saying something very short to the media. It was Joe Cronin. There was no Damian Lillard in that statement. I thought the wording was very specific in that Joe Cronin remains committed. The Blazers remain committed to building a contender around Damian Lillard. But we didn't hear anything about vice versa. And I'm not saying that it's one way or the other. But I do wonder if, like, like why, why release that kind of statement? Why haven't we heard anything from Damian Lillard's side? Well, I, I think from the Blazers side, again, there's there's a lot of PR going on here uh, in terms of there's um, a strong portion of the Blazers fan base that's, you know, dame or die, you know, that, that they want to go with with Damian Lillard as far as they can and they can't see why you'd want to trade him, uh, et cetera. And I, and I think that that the Blazers are very conscious of that. And, and thus trying to make this a situation where basically 
uh, Damian Lillard goes to them and says, hey, guys, you got to trade me. Uh, and that way the, 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 they can turn around and say to their fan base, we're, we're doing everything we can for Damian. Uh, and we uh, we thank him for his service as we send him off to, uh, you know, Brooklyn or Miami or wherever. So, you know, I think that that's a big part of this from from Brooklyn's uh, I'm sorry, from uh, from Portland's uh, point of view. And, and 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 that's why you get that sort of statement. Um, you know, it is I, I do think Damian Lillard's silence is is deafening. You know, he is certainly. Um, you know, whether it's through Chris Haynes or, or, or however, he's, he's found ways to uh, let his opinions be known. Uh, so the fact that we're 24 hours out from, uh, fr- from this meeting, he hasn't really said too much. Um, you know, that, I, I think that does say a lot in terms of his mindset. And, uh, uh, and he is truly in a, in a wait and see sort of mode. And it, like I said, I just can't see anything getting done on Portland's end that's going to yeah. push, uh, uh, push things one way or the other. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that because we wanted to know exactly. We talked about this in yesterday's episode as well. But what potential move is even out there that might be enough to build the contender that Dane wants and, and placate him and keep him from requesting a trade? And and we just we don't see it. And I was wondering, maybe do you do you know about any potential deal that might be in the works there? Because to your point, it seems like it would have happened prior to the draft if it was going to happen at all. Yeah, you know, I think uh, and, and and certainly, like I say, they did have talks. But anything that they were going to do before the draft, even that was not going. Look, they had Damian Lillard with with uh, with C.J. McCollum and, and, and a healthy Nurkic, uh, you know, before he had that that, that, that terrible leg injury. Uh, and they made it to the conference finals and a little bit of a fluke. Um, it got swept uh, by the uh, by, by the Warriors. That's about the ceiling for that team. I think you can look at it and say, OK, who are they going to get? that's going to make them better than that team was. Is there any one player? Probably not. You know, there's probably nobody out there uh, who's going to fill that bill. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're looking, but they're also looking for players who are just going to make them better and fit their system a little bit better. They're shopping Anthony Simons for sure, uh, but they would do that whether Damian Lillard was, was there or not. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they want to get some other pieces. They really like Shaden Sharp. They'd like to get uh, a better defender. Um, you know, they've had talks with Toronto about, uh, uh, about both of those guys, uh, uh, Siakam and Anunoby. Uh, and, uh, you know, those, those would both be pretty good fits for them. Uh, but again, they'd be having those talks with or without Damian Lillard involved in all this. Uh, so, you know, I, it, there isn't any one guy, but there's, they're, they are trying to improve the team. And if they wind up doing it and Damian Lillard stays, then, then so be it. But they're going to try to improve the team either way. I think the interesting thing here is just the timing of it all, right? It, it, Damian Lillard is not in a rush to leave Portland. And I get it. Like, I think everybody, it, it's kind of gotten uncomfortable watching like ESPN and stuff lately. It's everybody's saying like, Damian Lillard should ask for a trade. What's he even doing? Like, this is the yeah. obvious thing for him. But I, he's been there his entire career. He loves it in Portland. Like, I get it. I get why this could be tough. Um, even if it's sort of like, a, you know, we all have people in our lives, maybe that in a relationship, that they're not good for each other anymore. And we're like, obviously they should break up. But once you're in it, it's a little bit harder to do it, right? You don't just wake up and like, you know what? Yeah, everybody's right. Let's go ahead and split up. It's a little bit more complicated, and I think that's sort of what's happening here. And I just wonder, like, is there a chance where, even hypothetically, Sean, like, let's say they do move Simons for Ananobi. Just I'm going to throw that out there. That doesn't get them to where they need to be. We know that. We all know that. But maybe Damian looks at that and he says, okay, they're trying something. <laughs> and maybe this goes into the regular season. Yeah. And maybe it has, like, is there a world where that happens? And maybe if the eventual split does happen, 
it has to be something where, okay, we got to play some games and we have to show you on the court that this team isn't good enough still. And then they end up parting ways. Yeah, I don't see why that couldn't happen. You know, I mean, uh, obviously, I think there's a real rush to try to get things done um, ahead of the, the the new second apron and the, and the CBA, uh, you know, as, as those more restrictive rules come in. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, there if you look at what the what the Wizards did with Bradley Beal, for instance, they rushed that and they did not need to. I don't know what their hurry was uh, to get that done as quickly as 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 they did. Uh, you know, if all you were getting was basically, you know, second round picks, um, you know, it, it was something that they didn't necessarily have to do. And I think the Blazers can certainly take that same approach, which is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, look, this guy's given us 12 years. He's been the rare superstar who isn't asking out, isn't trying to join a, uh, a super team. So, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's keep going with this. And, and absolutely. I can see the, uh, the, the, the Blazers uh, say they're not looking at this necessarily like a game of chicken or anything like that. They want to try to make the team better. Uh, And if they've got to wait six months to do that, then I, I don't see a, a real problem. You know, we've seen start, you know, get the James Harden trade, which looks so impossible Ben for Ben Simmons. You know, that trade looks so impossible for so long. And then all of a sudden it was possible and it was possible in January. And, 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 and that can happen with Lillard as well. Um, to tie a bow on the Lillard thing, because we've talked about it enough on this show, and I'm sure you've <laughs> talked about it enough too, Sean, but what do you think ultimately happens here? Any other loose ends that we could tie up here before we move on to other business? I, I mean, I think eventually he's going to, you know, read the writing on the wall and, 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 and ask for a trade. And I think it'll probably happen after that first wave of, of free agency, uh, in, uh, in, in early July. So we'll get to, uh, uh, summer league. And I, I think that'll be the big story of summer league is that Damian Lillard gets traded. Um, you know, and, and, you know, obviously this is a, uh, a heat podcast, but I, I would say this, if I was on a Nets podcast, I think it's going to wind up being the heat. It's just, uh, um, you know, there's not many other teams there, uh, out there that are willing to take on the money that Damian Lillard is owed at the age he is. Um, you know, there's just not many teams that are going to be willing to do that. Um, and, and Miami is, is, is in that, uh, uh, very small category. So I think he winds up there. All right. Well, that's, I, that's interesting. It feels like there's a lot of time between now and maybe when something like that does happen, yeah. a first wave of free agency and the Miami heat have their own decisions that they have to make in regard to their own free agents. We're going to talk about that Kyle Lowry specifically next, but David first tell the listeners about our sponsor. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay's guaranteed fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay Sports with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay's guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. All right, back here with Locked on Heat. Uh, Thanks again for making us your first listen every day. Every day is we're going to be back tomorrow with Howard Beck to discuss the biggest questions for the Heat ahead of free agency. So make sure that you are subscribed on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Let's get to the Heat's backup plan. If not Mm -hmm. Damian Lillard or if they just have to wait on this Damian Lillard decision a little bit longer 
What else can they look at doing here? Because some reports are already suggesting that they could switch to money-saving moves, including maybe waving and stretching Kyle Lowry before September 1st. Sean, have, what are you hearing in regards to the Heat? Yeah, you know, the, 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 the stretch provision is something that the league put in uh, almost a decade ago. And, and in its first uh, iteration, it was kind of used uh, a fair amount. Uh, but over the last, uh, you know, six, seven years, it really has fallen out of favor. Teams just don't want to use it. Uh, it does tie you up for, for, for three years coming, but at a, at a lesser number. Um, and I've heard that that there are going to be several teams that are that are looking to, uh, to to fall back on the stretch vision as they figure out what they want to do to avoid some of these luxury tax things. Uh, and, uh, and and certainly Lowry is a guy who would who would fit that bill, you know, being um, at, at 30 million bucks uh, and with the heat already over the luxury tax and and really even before they do anything. Uh, breathing down the neck of the the, the second apron, as they're calling it, uh, that uh, uh, that's really really restrictive. Uh, so that would be a way to get you out of uh, some of those problems and 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 free you up to maybe be able to sign uh, some of your own guys, as well as use some of the exceptions that they have, the the, the trade player exception they have from the Deadman deal, uh, as well as the uh, uh, the luxury tax uh, uh, mid level exception that they could use. So you know if you want to be able to use those, then then, then that might be your best tool. Uh, obviously, if they could make a, a Lillard trade or some other trade uh, that would reduce salary, that would be the preferred way to, to, to go here. But if that falls through, uh, then uh, cutting and stretching uh, Kyle Lowry's contract uh, is, is, is probably the best way to, to, to ensure some financial flexibility. Uh, it, it gives you a real shot to, to at least keep Gabe Vincent, if not Vincent and Strews, um, and, uh, and and maybe even Kevin Love in there as well if if that's the direction that they want to go. So yeah, I, you know it's it'll be tough. I mean Kyle Lowry played well in the playoffs. You know he's not great during the regular season as we know, uh, but he played pretty well in the playoffs. And uh, and uh, you know you, you'd hate to just kind of lose him for nothing, but at the same time, that 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 might be where they are with that. What what is the likelihood of of including Kyle's salary in a potential trade for Dame or for anybody else? Because we've seen big contracts get moved over the last couple of years. But I, I mean, with the the trade of Chris Paul recently, and of course we saw Russell Westbrook last year. I mean, is there any potential deal out there where Kyle Lowry might be traded to another team if it's not Portland? You know, uh, some of that's going to depend on whether the Heat would be willing to put a pick into there yeah. into such a deal. And you know, obviously, they want to keep their picks to make a, a superstar trade. You know, the the more you, you know, because of the Stepien rule, and you can only trade and alter. They've already got one, and I, I think it's twenty twenty five, right? Yeah. That uh, that they owed Oklahoma City. So, you know, if 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 you include even one other pick, now you're really locking up. Uh, the number of picks that you can trade if you do have a, the opportunity to get a superstar. So I don't think they really want to do that. Um, you know, if they were to include Lowry in a in a uh, uh, in a Lillard trade, it would probably have to include Nurkic as well. It'd probably be Lillard and Nurkic going uh, to Miami and and Lowry with uh, with Hero and and maybe Oladipo or something where where that does save you a little bit of money. Um, that 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 would be the kind of thing that the Heat would be looking at uh, if they can include Lowry uh, in a uh, uh, in a Lillard deal. You'd have to take back Nurkic, but I think they'd be willing to do that. Yeah, just to dive into some of the financials here a little bit without boring the audience too much. Right now, Miami's payroll with Lowry is like 178 and a half million dollars. If you do this with the wave and stretch, it would go down to about 20 million dollars to 158.5 million there. 
Um, and then you'd obviously take on that $9.8 million cap hit for the next two seasons, including obviously this season right. and dead right. money. Um, so that would be feasible, right? It would get you below the tax. It would be something that obviously would help Mickey Harrison. Like you said, Sean, it would kind of unlock a, a mid-level exception, which would be worth somewhere in the range of $6 million, if I have that right. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, and so you've got all that. I do wonder if there's maybe a trade out there. Like I look at a team like San Antonio who has a reported need for a veteran point guard right now. Kyle Lowry might be a little bit too rich for them at $30 million, but I don't know, like they have the cap space and if they're not able to use it on something else, they've been tied to other centers and other point guards and stuff like that. But it might be something similar to Lillard, right? Where you just have to wait. They have until September 1st to use this uh, wave and stretch provision. So it might be something where they're just waiting uh on, on maybe the market for Lowry to 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 say to tell them what to do basically yeah yeah and 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 that's right that you know it's it's kind of the the, the Oklahoma City special right where you take a veteran with the with the pick and you park the veteran for a year maybe you can even turn around if you're San Antonio and flip him at the trade deadline and and get another pick or or, or, or some other asset if not then that's fine too uh but you wind up with the pick and the thing about Miami's picks is everybody can look at uh, what we can all see and that's Jimmy Butler's 34 so uh, you know, if you start looking at their picks and and twenty eight or twenty nine, you say, well, they they might be a, a bit of a lost franchise at that point. You know, that might be a time where where we can you know come in and 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 get a lottery pick. Uh, so yeah, you know, those those picks will be pretty valuable if if they want to get rid of Kyle Kyle Lowry that way. Uh, there's a chance they could, uh, but it's 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 a tough thing to do with the thirty million dollar hit. You know, it's just not that yeah. much cap space out there uh, for for these teams that uh, uh, even ones like San Antonio that that have a lot of cap space. That's still quite a bit to uh, uh, to use on a guy that you're not gonna uh, you're you're probably not gonna go forward with. Looking on like kind of the other side of that though, what if Miami instead of trying to save money kind of does what the Warriors did with Jordan Poole, where you flip the long-term money that they're trying to get off of for an expiring contract like Chris Paul. Like, is there, is there more, like, I know Jordan Poole's already been moved. John Collins has already been moved. It's kind of like this long money that teams have been trying to get off of. Are there any other contracts out there like that, that could make sense for a team that might be looking to maybe not get off that money now, but you get that Lowry expiring and that has some value to them to get off that. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and I think that's why the heat have been connected to, to guys like, uh, uh, Levine from from Chicago mm. and Paul George uh, uh, would be another with the Clippers that um, you know the the extent to which those teams are really shopping those guys you can you can certainly question uh, but, uh, but but that's why you know when you've got a Kyle Lowry and you've got some picks then uh, then then you can certainly be involved if those teams get serious about about moving those players and and from what I've understand you know you can you can check out the trade value of a player doesn't mean you're going to trade them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's what's happened with uh, uh, in both of those situations. But, you know, when you do check out the trade value, you're also laying some groundwork. So there's a chance that uh, uh, that somebody like that could come up as well. Well, we have another point guard we want to talk about. Gabe Vincent. Who do the Heat prefer? What do they do with Max Struess? What's the market out there for Max Struess? Can they bring any of these guys back? We're going to talk about all of that next here on Locked on Heat. Thanks again for making Lockdown Heat your first listen every day. Every day, as we'll be back tomorrow with Howard back to discuss the biggest questions for the Heat ahead of free agency. So make sure that you're subscribed. You can do that on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Let's go to Miami's own free agent, specifically Gabe Vincent and 
uh, Max Struess. Um, from what I understand, I think the Heat would prefer to keep Gabe Vincent over Kyle Lowry. It doesn't feel like they're going to bring both of them back, especially if Gabe's going to be getting paid somewhere in the range of $10 million plus dollars per year, which seems to be his projected value here. That's $40 million combined to Vincent and Lowry for something that's less than elite at that position. That doesn't seem like a responsible use of cap funds there, right, Sean? So um, Gabe is 10 years younger than Kyle Lowry. What do you think the market is for Gabe Vincent? Are you hearing similar to that $10 million range? And is there a world where he could just bring Gabe Vincent back and then just and and kind of wait out the Kyle Lowry thing and just kind of let that thing play out? Yeah, certainly that's that's going to be an option. You know, it's not like if they signed uh, Gabe Vincent, you know, right on uh, uh, June 30th, that that uh, all of a sudden all these penalties are going to kick in. They'll have time uh, before those penalties kick in that that they could decide and ultimately make the decision to stretch uh, Kyle Lowry's. So, yeah, I think that that signing and keeping Gabe Vincent is is if that's where they want to go. And and I'm I'm with you. I think that that is where they want to go, uh, that, uh, you know, you've got to look at what the other options are. There aren't any any other great other options uh, for the price range they're going to be looking at. So, uh, yeah, you know, I think that uh, uh, that that you keep the player and then and then work out the financial stuff afterwards, at least in this mm. case. Um, you know, there's there's uh, a handful of teams that are going to have the full mid-level exception. That's sort of a, uh, an old-fashioned thing. Not many teams have that anymore. Uh, but there are going to be a handful, and 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 that could be uh, uh, just about where where Gabe Vincent's market is. Uh, but you know, the problem for him is there aren't a ton of teams that 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 need a point guard like him. You know, maybe a Minnesota. Right. Uh, would would be a possibility, uh, you know. Utah's got that available, and 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 Utah Utah probably wouldn't necessarily keep Gabe Vincent long term, but it would be a pretty good value contract that they could do something with down the road. So you know, a team like that, you know, with with the full mid level exception, uh, that's that that that's probably the kind of team that uh, uh, that you'd have to look at uh, uh, as somebody who'd come in and try to get uh, get get a Gabe Vincent. Seems like we're hearing a lot more buzz about Gabe and, and potential destinations via free agency. But what's the market like on Max Struess? Have you heard anything? Because I think he's lost some perceived value around the league, despite the fact that he was a starter over the last couple of seasons. But given his performance, his woeful performance in the NBA Finals, has that kind of soured the market on Max? Or is he still a player that some teams might be willing to invest in in free agency? Yeah, you know, I... I I'd always be cautious about saying like, well, you know, he was bad in this series and therefore, you know, he's lost value just because, uh, you know, teams do kind of take, if you're, you know, a smart team, then you're, then, then you're, you're going to, uh, uh, you know, not make decisions uh, based on, on that sort of thing. You're going to look at the whole picture. Uh, certainly Gabe was, was, was terrific in the playoffs uh, and not so much in the regular season. I mean, he was not great in the regular season. Uh, you know, his improvement kind of mirrored what the Heat did in the playoffs sure. compared to the regular season. Uh, and so, yeah, you know, I mean, I I, uh, I do think, uh, um, um, you know, for for both of those guys, for Struess and and Gabe Vincent, that's that that's been the case. Uh, but yeah, you know, with Struess, I'd put his number. Uh, at a and it's crazy because I've heard everything from well he's going to get a Duncan Robinson kind of contract I just don't see that happening I just don't oh, yeah. see anything like that uh, to uh, you know he's going to get something more like 
uh, the tax mid-level, you know, which is uh, that, 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 you know, five, $6 million uh, starting deal. Um, you know, I think the truth is probably somewhere in between on Max that, uh, um, you know, that, uh, that when you look at his regular season and you look at uh, what he did in the playoffs, you know, it's, it's, you know, you probably put him right about the same amount as Gabe. Uh, but again, it's going to be beauty in the eye of the beholder. Uh, I think the Bulls are a team that uh, mm. that, that would have an hometown, eye. Yeah. That, that's a, yeah, hometown. And I think they really regret he was with them and, and he got hurt um, with their, with their G league team. They liked him. Uh, and uh, so, so yeah, you know, that's, that, that's a possibility. And they're a team that does have that, that, that full mid level. So they wouldn't necessarily have to use the whole thing. Uh, to get Max Struess, but uh, uh, but but that that would certainly be a team that uh, uh, that you'd have to look out for. Kind of sort of like three for thirty million somewhere around that. Vicinity. I'd say yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't think five for ninety. I don't think that'll. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's what we're looking at with him. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, again, it depends who you ask on that. Well, I, you know, that's a great segue. Like, what's the read on Duncan Robinson? Because I think a lot of Heat fans might want him traded, but of course he showed some value, not just in the finals, but throughout Miami's playoff run. Do you think there's a team that sees Duncan's contract and says, you know what, he's still an elite level shooter. He's seen, you know, he showed some passing chops, some ability to make off-ball cuts and things of that sort. Is there a chance where Miami might find a suitable partner for Duncan Robinson and his contract? Next year, I, I, I think you got to have another year. I think you got to have another year. Come off that deal, it's still, still three, three pretty big years for for, for a guy with his limitations. So, um, yeah, I, I I think they're going to have him for for another season. You know, unless there's unless he's part of a bigger deal. Um, you, you know, with with Hero and picks and 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 such. But again, I don't think the Heat are are all that eager to include picks just to include them. Um, yeah. You know, if if they were, they could probably have traded Duncan Robinson by now. Uh, but uh, uh, you know, we talked about sort of the the parking thing that 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 Oklahoma City does. Uh, you know, where you basically park a veteran and then try to move him on. I think I think Duncan Robinson would be a great candidate for that. The Heat don't want to include any picks. Uh, to get rid of Duncan Robinson, so uh, you know, I think he, I, I think it's another year with Duncan Robinson before he becomes really uh, uh, a guy teams would look to trade for. All right, let's go some round robin to finish this up. Listener questions, kind of like a lightning round here. This one comes from Kyle, who writes in: Worst case scenario, Damian Lillard stays. Hero has to become the scoring addition, but this team still lacks front court depth and size. What are some options Miami could look at, whether free agency or trade? to improve the front court. I think we just go round robin on this thing, but Sean, we'll start with you. Yeah. You know, I, I think they will bring back Kevin Love. Um, you know, I think that, that there's a couple guys, uh, free agents that they could look at kind of who are in their wheelhouse in terms of young guys that they could improve. Uh, Darius Baisley uh, is one who comes to mind and O'Shea Brissett from, uh, uh, from, from Indiana. I think, uh, uh, I think those are both kind of heat, heat, heat kind of guys that they could take uh, some of their talent and really develop them. David, any names that pop into mind for you? Brissett's a nice name. I, I like the, his potential. I always like some hops there. Yeah, he's a, he showed in limited minutes in Indiana. Um, I don't know why they would let him go, but if he's a guy who's looking to improve, you know, maybe make a, a one plus one deal or something, or even just a minimum veteran deal, um, something in Miami where he can continue to show that progress and, and parlay that into a future contract, it makes a lot of sense. Worth pointing out that 
as long as if they don't wave and stretch Kyle Lowry during the beginning parts of free agency and it's they're basically operating over the tax, they're only going to have the veteran minimum to use here. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, Sean Rochester writes in, thoughts on Victor Oladipo and a second-round pick or multiple second-round picks for somebody like Kelly Olynyk or Larry Nance Jr.? Sean, what do you think? Um, I, if I'm the Heat, I'm all for it. You know, you got nothing to lose there. But uh, uh, I'm not sure Miami has any second round picks left, right? I think they they have just one. have the two in 2029 and 2030, which yeah. are far away. And I don't know, like even if Utah's trying to get off of Kelly Olynyk, having now acquired John Collins, I'm not. I don't know if that's something that they would be interested in for a far no, away and, second round you know, pick. Olenek is Danny Ainge's guy, and so mm. it's going to take something. You know, there were plenty of teams trying to get him uh, at the uh, at the deadline last 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 February, and they were not able to do that uh, because Ainge had a pretty high value on uh, on Olenek. So I, I don't see that changing. Last thing here, got a couple of questions on Twitter about DeAndre Hunter. We obviously saw Atlanta move John Collins. They are very active in these trade docs, but they saved a lot of money on that John Collins deal. What's their stance right now on DeAndre Hunter in terms of what you're hearing around the league, Sean? And and what's the value kind of pegged on him right now? Yeah, you know, that one of the reasons they traded Collins for the very scant return that they got uh, was so that they wouldn't have to trade DeAndre Hunter necessarily. But, you know, understanding that 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 they are going to have to do uh, an extension for Murray, um, you know, they're they're very conscious of that. You know, they've got they've got some other contracts they'd like to get out of. Um, and, uh, you know, th- th- that's probably what they're going to try to do first. Uh, but, uh, but, but yeah, you know, there's, there's no question that, that Atlanta is, uh, you know, I wouldn't call it a fire sale, but they're definitely mm-hmm. trying to cut back on, 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 on what they're paying to whom, uh, and, and trying to refocus and, you know, uh, uh, roster balance is going to be the name of the game going forward. And, 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 you know, that, that could wind up costing them DeAndre Hunter. I wouldn't say it's right now in the short term, but, but, but certainly uh, um, I, I think maybe by the trade deadline next year, if this team's not much better, you know, he could be a name you'll see uh, uh, put out there in February. David, anything else? No, I, I think that covers it. There's a lot of unknowns here, uh, and I, Miami's not in an ideal position. So that's why I've been kind of warning Heat fans, expecting the big swing, and, and even if the big swing doesn't you know hit, that maybe there'll be some other options out there. But it just doesn't seem like there are a whole heck of a lot of them for Miami. And at this time, I mean, look, it was a good enough team to go to the NBA Finals. And yes, while they might lose Vincent and Strews, um, you know, it's there's still the the possibility of Hero continuing to improve. Bam continuing to improve, et cetera. I, you know, I'm curious though, Sean, and maybe you can answer this. Like, has Miami's run to the finals, and I talked about this a couple episodes ago, but I know it's perceived as somewhat of a fluke, but has it impacted the way other GMs look at free agency in terms of team building? You kind of hinted at it right now. It's more about kind of having a balanced roster as opposed to just making a swing for like a superstar or you know a, a big three or something along those lines. Yeah, I, I mean, I think there's no question that that, that probably goes back uh, even further, you know, that, that, that teams have been trying to get, uh, Eric Spolstra like coaches and, and, uh, uh, you know, I'm interested to see if, if more teams will, especially with the success 
that they've had with zone defense. If that's something more teams, uh, more coaches will try to get is it's very hard for coaches to convince players to play zone because they view it as, Oh, uh, you know, uh, an infringement on their manhood. If they, if you can't, you know, if, if, if you're not right. playing man to man defense. So uh, yeah, you know, I mean, the, yeah, the, I expect what the heat are doing to, uh, to continue to impact what other teams are trying to do. Uh, but then again, like I say, that's that's really been that way for the last 10 years or so. Sean Devaney does a great job. NBA insider for heavy.com. You could follow him at Sean Devaney uh, on Twitter. Sean, thanks so much uh, for joining us, man. This was good. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate thanks again it. for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Every day is we're going to be back tomorrow with Howard Beck to discuss the biggest questions for the Heat ahead of free agency. In the meantime, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcast app.